Welcome back, everybody, once again to the Show Dependent Podcast. The voice you are hearing interrupting me oh. is Eddie. Hi. Hi. You just want to be Enrique. You just want to be Hola. her. I Hola. mean, as long as you're not like literally trying to, <laughs> you know, make the floor your woman. Try hump the floor. I'm going to make yeah. love to El Piso. Lapis? El Piso. How about they? I see you licking don't your stop, paws. Baby, don't stop. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, what's going on? It's Eddie and the uh, lovely voice you heard introducing us. My other half in this uh, circle of life, I guess. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. Her name is Kayla. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Hello, everyone. So are we like semi-circles in this analogy? I don't know what that means. What are you well, talking I mean, about? Half, you you talking said about? the other half in your circle of life. And oh, half the yeah, circle yeah, yeah. is a semicircle. You know, the ancient Greeks once believed. Oh, my that. God. <laughs> <laughs> Have we ever talked about how that was like a stupid together. cliche? It's like, uh, it's also like, if you want to talk, man. That's 10 years ago. <laughs> Working no, at no. Hooters. It's never 10. It's I like two. Say, yo. Yeah. If you want to talk, man. Six months ago. That I would be standing here today. I would have told you. You were crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. No, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. The ancient Greeks thing. It's both funny, cliche, and also very fun. As and we were sweet. saying before. This is very nice. Oh. In short, if you haven't looked it up on Wikipedia yet, the ancient Greeks once believed that uh, humans were once... Uh, four armed, four legged, and then we were separated. So we're searching for our other half. Oh, to yes, the other side of our semicircle yeah. to fulfill the circle of life here. And together we created Buddy. Say hi, Buddy. Hi, Buddy. Say hi. He's sniffing Pikachu's ear. Adorable. Yeah. Tired, mostly tired. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What as else is new though? As we're winding down. This year of 2023, a year of highs, a year of lows. Lots uh, of lows, especially for you. But our luck's turning around. Good things are happening. I'm hoping. We're hoping. Health and wealth, baby. I'm going to say it again. Health and wealth. Well, this episode's coming out to you uh, on Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. So we figured, you know, we're not big Thanksgiving people, but it is a day to say thanks. So we're going to say thanks to this film. What are we covering today? Well, nothing... Other than the 1994 Disney Lion retelling of Billy Shakespeare. What a whole bunch of sonnets. Mm-hmm. And he also wrote the play Hamlet. What? It is an absolute tour de force. Mm-hmm. I I use I use idioms, I use sayings without really knowing what they mean, but I'm assuming, uh, you know. Yeah. I don't know if you that was used correctly, but I don't know. With songs written by Elton John. Well, the Elton John. And music written by Hans Zimmer. <gasps> Yo. Yes. Just cue the giant inception. Mm-hmm. Considered by many to be one of the greatest animated films ever made. Ever, people. Ever. Ever. It's called The Lion King. Don't. <laughs> I mean, we're I gonna guess be the, making that sound. A the lot. fucking predecessor to that Inception sound here. I'm thinking now that I'm oh, making yeah. a connection. But I mean, what else is there to be said? Everyone knows the Lion King. You better fucking know. And the Lion we'll King. talk a little bit about the remake because you know 
it's here. But uh, we're focusing on the 1994 animated classic. And also there's a musical. We'll talk about that a bit. But overall, picture cartoons, picture vibrancy, picture uh, Matthew Broderick with a lot of hair. Nice. And let's get into the uh, meet cute. It's a meet cute baby. It's how we met this thing. I don't really remember the first time I saw this movie. It's one of those films. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Very exciting. I could tell. Hey, lions like to sleep. Okay. I'm just in lion mode. Okay. Anyway. Very method. It It's, yeah, duh. It's one of those movies where it's just always been a part of your life. I guess. Well, I was born in 95, so this movie came out a year before wow. I was born. One year so, BK. Hey, Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just always remember it being a thing. Mm-hmm. I loved the music. I loved watching the movie. And I, I just love cats. Aww. So the fact that this this is told from the perspective of big cats. They're oh big. God. They're like cats, but bigger. Yeah. Bigger They're not cats. lesser cats. Don't they thought, oh my goodness, they are called lesser cats, huh? That's cheetahs, yeah. That's that's rude. <laughs> He's in his research lab. Yeah. The tower. Yeah. Yeah. A little um, lab in there. Adorable. His laptop. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. He's got a little... Uh, <laughs> He's got a little water cooler. Mm-hmm. Pitch game last night. <laughs> he's just talking to like all the squishmallows and stuff. Oh God! All no, the Pokemon and squishmallows. They're just standing there. He's just. It's a good cup of coffee, Pikachu. Nice mm-hmm. work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Detective Pikachu does love coffee. Yeah. Oh boy. Anyway, wow, that got. But he's got. But he's got his own little life. He really does. But this movie has just always been a part of my life. I've always enjoyed it. I don't have a clear memory of the first time I watched it, but it's a good one. And I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, excited. Yeah. For me, a what's going on, everyone? Eddie here. My turn for my meet you. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? I don't know. You know, sometimes we just do things. The I for one, rot, you know? definitely saw this as a kid. Want to say it was around the ages of seven or eight. Obviously, it came out in 1994, which means I missed the theatrical release on account of being four. You know, I should have known better. I should have planned my life out better. That way, I could have seen it in theaters, but. That's on me. I should have willed myself into existence sooner. You don't think you went to a movie when you were four? I would hope not. I, I think I think my parents would have a bit more respect for But I people. feel like you're a very quiet... I feel like you were a quiet kid. I mean, like, sure, I but I was also four. think you'd be disrespectful. Four. Yeah, I guess well, that's true. You know, I don't think my parents would have done that to other people because they're very much, you know, that classic, yeah. like, you cause a scene and I'm taking you out of here. Yep. Oh, my God. That was a threat in my childhood. Yeah, and even if I did at four, nothing was clicking. There was nothing firing behind these uh optics. Definitely no memories being made. Yeah, so even if I was there in person, I was not there in spirit. Uh, so 
obviously saw it as a kid. Young man, young lad. When I first saw this, though, I know it was absolutely life-changing. That opening, which we will obviously get to mm-hmm. uh, more in detail in a bit, but that opening, like, oh, fucking sent me spiraling. Absolute mm-hmm. perfection. A beautiful song, beautiful visuals, culminating in one of the hypest moments of my young life. Dare I say mm-hmm. one of the hypest moments of my life. Yeah, I mean, considering you constantly reference it, yeah. When that title card hits, oh, oh, <laughs> it's like the it's like the heavens parting just to show me the title card to this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh man, always, 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 always gives me los escalofríos. Escalofríos. I mean, what can I say? This movie has stuck with me. The beginning, the characters, yeah. the songs, the moments, the ending. As a kid, this was my favorite Disney film, hands down. Yeah. And we will see if that ranking has stood the test of time. We shall. Getting to know each other. Yeah, wow. As as is often the case with many a story, we should start at the beginning. Now, no. I just referenced it and I said, we'll talk about it in a bit. That in a bit is right now. Whoa. The intro to this movie, I think, is just a legendary intro in films in general. I think standing the test of time is very hard to do. In the modern era, especially. I mean, my goodness. The way it starts with that sun rising. Oh and God. everyone knows. You hear that? No! It's a good no! You know that thing? You're just... I don't know the lyrics, obviously. Because I don't I don't know lyrics for words. Or Wow. I don't know lyrics for songs in English. <laughs> let yeah, alone knowing true. lyrics for songs in a completely different language. Yeah. But everyone knows it. You start to see those animals waking waking up. They're looking out. <laughs> waking you know, up. There's more to be seen. That could ever be seen. More to do. That could ever be done. Right there, I'm in love. Because that's Aww. insane. And also I'm like, she's right. True. How could anyone Truth. do everything that could possibly be they done can't. on this planet? How could everyone see everything that could be seen? And, it, and I don't know. You just it's a beautiful scene. Yes. Animals being animals. Just so pretty. So beautiful. I don't know. If you're like me, you read too much into it. And I'm like, damn, man, this world is beautiful. (laughs) Why do we treat it so poorly? Natural. Look at these natural beauties Mm -hmm. in this hand-drawn animation Mm -hmm. of representing beautiful animals that are just out there like living lives. Yep. They just do whatever they want just to do. Just eating some leaves. Mm-hmm. Trying to survive. Worshipping a lion. And then we go in there, reason. obviously, you know, Mufasa and Sorabi. They have a son. We later find out it's Simba. He gets raised up by iconic. Rafiki. Just top of Pride Rock. Everything you're hearing is just iconic. Everything you're seeing is iconic. When that, it swells to the circle of life. My God. I mean, how can you not get chills? I just really like it when all the animals bow. Oh, and it's so cute. Hey, I bow to you, Your majesty. Your majesty. And you know, it's cool how later they do explain 
because obviously when you get older you're like why would the animals be bound to the things that like kill them and eat them and all that circle of life my friend circle of life everything they're the top of the food chain (laughs) when i tell you because if you haven't seen the lion king the 1994 version and they do it again in the remake and they do it in the musical because how could you not it's absolutely iconic but once everything swells up and you know they finish the song till we find our place beautiful on the path unwinding wow okay it took a beat all right uh-huh. <laughs> did you like that i did it in was the very circle r&b the second wow wow <laughs> but then it just it goes to the title card lion king in red on a black background and it just hits you with the boom mm-hmm. and when i tell you i must have like if i was a cat i would have lost a life that day like my soul ascended towards the heavens and i think mm-hmm. for the first time in my young adult life i was like hmm maybe there could be a god because it was just like <laughs> oh <laughs> you know obviously i was getting indoctrinated at the time yeah but it happened but i was just like Maybe hey. I see the face of God in the title of The Lion King. Because Maybe. when that shit slaps and it, it hits, hard. chills throughout my whole body. And I, much like the Power Rangers when I was younger, it was Power Rangers theme song, Dragon Ball Z theme song, motherfucking title card to The Lion King. They were just like, Valid. I'm punching the air. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, so yes, energized. Yes, yes. I mean, how can you not be? It's so sick. I mean, I have like the opposite reaction Uh no i still get goosebumps but i get like i get just very emotional and (laughs) i cry um that was really rough when we saw the live production and i was just crying crying i I mean this is very nice and beautiful and i love it but i was like (laughs) okay i was going through it okay it hit me It had been a while since I'd seen a live production. I was like, God, this is so beautiful to -hmm. get to see so many talented, amazing artists come together and tell a story. And I was like, I just love it so much. (laughs) The theater. The theater. And I'll say, I'm one of those guys who uh, I appreciate a great title card. Yeah. I appreciate a delayed title card. Yes. That's probably your favorite thing. I want to say The Lion King was probably where it started. Yeah, I think that's fair. A young Eddie just watching this. This is just uh, sort of like 3D printing. Just mm-hmm. like engraving itself in my brain. as like, this man's going to like title cards. Mm-hmm. The Lion King was the beginning of a love affair with title cards and how delayed they could be. Why do you like title cards so much? Because it's just like, I don't I don't know. I don't know. If I try and break it down, I mean, we talk about The Lion King. I think it's awesome because it starts off with a beautiful song, beautiful scenery, visuals, all that stuff. We get a beautiful scene of life being brought into the world. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of the promise of the hope that Simba represents of everything coming full circle again. And then it hits you with the doom. And you mm-hmm. see the Lion King. I think it just hypes me up because it's like we just saw this scene, but like 
now it starts, baby. Now we're gonna you know? get into it. <laughs> like, so now you like it's it. you like a prologue, is what I'm yeah, hearing. Because, yeah, because yeah, because the later the title comes, you're like, I have context. <laughs> Let's fucking yeah. go. It's like we <laughs> get the first scene, we get the first kill, like in Scream. Yeah, we get the first thing, and then it's like title card. Now you're in it, baby. Get ready. Mm-hmm. You thought we started? Uh-uh. uh-uh. Now we're in it, bud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that know. movie that we saw with the very late title card? Uh, fresh is that what it is? The cannibalism one? Oh, yeah, it was like 35 minutes in, and I was like, Jesus Christ! (laughs) And I was just over there, just oh, yeah. And then the rest (laughs) of the movie was, and then yeah, but that they flew, but the title card was great, Icarus, yep, (laughs) hubris for that late title card. They promised too much, they didn't deliver it. Damn, truth though. But yeah, I don't know. I just love it. It's great. Lion King did it. They started it. And uh, let's move on to the next. Do you want to do the songs? Let's talk now? about the songs. Yes. It's funny because, as I alluded to um, earlier, we got to see the stage production recently. Oh, yeah. The Broadway, the Broadway version of The Lion mm-hmm. King. And it was funny because Eddie was like, wait, this, mu- this musical is like three hours long. There's not yeah. that many songs in Lion King. What are they going to do? And I was it's like, true. honey, they dance. And he's like, oh, shit. I forgot they dance in musicals. Damn, I forgot <laughs> the performance aspect of uh-huh. performance. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of a big deal. But we're going to mostly focus on the um, the film, oh, yeah. obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we'll start with all. First song and circle last song, The Circle of Life. Oh, the Circle is come, Complete. Because it comes around. It comes full circle. How poetic. I I know, and I was just being so stupid, and like, I told Eddie this as we were leaving the theater, because mm-hmm. for those of you who are not aware, in the Broadway production, it is a lot of puppets, and they oh, have birds yeah. that like fly around, oh, yeah. and they're like they're essentially kites, and so the actors have to like spin them, yeah, in a circle formation. And I was walking to the car, and I was like, you know. I know it's physics, but it's also very metaphorical and poetic because even the birds were flying in the circle of life. Yeah, and Eddie was, was just like, mm-hmm, you are right, honey. And I was like, yeah, I know just it's just fact. physics, but here we are. Yeah. Circle of life is so fucking good. Yeah, it, it truly is. It truly is something. And I, and I feel like we're going to come back around. Ha ha. And uh-huh. talk about Circle of Life again at the end. Oh, absolutely. So we'll maybe put a pin in this. Is that a thing? Sure. Yeah, that's fine with and, me. And move on to some other songs that uh, are fire. Obviously, Hakuna Matata. Hakuna it means no Matata. worries in Swahili. What a wonderful phrase. Fantastic song. Super catchy. Mm-hmm. We, get, we do the fun musical thing. God, they really just had us... Watching it's a musical. fucking musicals as yes. kids, and then yes. and then people are like, "Man, I hate musicals." It's like, but you love Disney films, yeah. This is the exact the same thing. I don't know, but they really had us full on watching musicals. The gays, Elton John, Play. and the other gays. I can't remember their names. We're gonna have to find them. But who the killed it gays. during the yeah. other uh, Renaissance films? Yeah, it's because of the musical part. They they do like the little talk breaks in between the songs, slimy yet satisfying. All these fun like love little I love it, I love things. It, I love it. And for me, you know, you could talk about your favorite part of it, mm-hmm. uh, Hakuna Matata, or your favorite song after this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, you do. The... I'm just gonna stop talking now. But 
for me, one of yeah. my things that I absolutely loved as a kid and appreciate so much now as an adult is <laughs> I love the transition. Yeah. The, from uh, uh, where they're walking uh, uh, and it shows them and they show you that brief uh, glimpse of uh, Simba as like a teen uh, where he's got like the little mohawk, fohawk situation. Yeah. And then he's got the full mane and then it just transitions and we're introduced to adult Simba through his first line in this song. Uh, and his voice is so good. Yeah, and his voice is suddenly like, oh, this is an adult. And, like, you know. This man can sing. Yeah. He's not wearing. He just comes in. This one, oh, he's an adult now, baby. This is fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. that's got to be such a, like, I think about the Broadway uh, production. It was really be good. Such, it was like a big, like your adrenaline, your heart's got to be so fucking spiked. My right moment. Before, yeah, you make your introduction. And to bring in, because obviously the 94 original is great. The remake, the live action remake, lauded by many, appreciated by few. I mm-hmm. think there's good parts about it. Um, and one of the very bright parts of it is how good the singing is in it. Yes, I would say that's the main good quality. The transition, because the kid they got to sing Simba, amazing fucking <sighs> vocalist. His oh, yeah. voice is insane. But then to get a transition to Donald Glover, oh my that God. man comes in as Simba, just, whoo, just, I don't know, brings it to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. I always love the transition. It pumps me up. And uh, it's fun that he's just like scatting. Tuna mm-hmm. matata. <laughs> They're just like, God, he just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, because you get the, you get it right there. We talk about characterization. Mm-hmm. I, feel like we, I feel like we could take, much like the Broadway play, like three hours to talk about this. Absolutely. every little thing is juicy. Mm-hmm. And it's such a tight film. It you is. Know? Yeah, it's it is. It's tight and does so much with little. You know, we used to we used to create in this country. <laughs> we used to build things We in used America. to know the value of words. We used to do a lot with a little. You know, but... as as old person as it is, I agree 100% with that sentiment. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to use, we need to be just more clever and calculating with our language. And you could talk like, about that. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to cut ahead. you off. But you could definitely talk about that when we talk about Be Prepared in a second. Oh my God, yeah. And, and just classic Disney songs in general. But um, if I could just finish this thought real Please quick. Please do. It's just, uh, we immediately get the that his character is still carefree that he's still and obviously because he's with timon and pumbaa but he is we get the characterization that even he is too much for timon and pumbaa sometimes with his carefreeness mm-hmm. like he's just having a good time and just truly living the hakuna matata lifestyle mm-hmm. and just simba's just like oh he's still that sweet kid that we saw before even though he's been through a uh, big t trauma yeah yeah <laughs> but he put it behind him so it's yeah, fine he did. Mm-hmm. You got to put your behind in your past. Yeah. Anyways, no. be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Probably like one of the best Disney villain songs. Easily top three in my it's, opinion. It's outstanding. So good. It's just the right level of gay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, he's like. I don't know. It's just kind yeah, of like I see. I see what you're saying. That like dastardly mm-hmm. kind of intrigue that's coy, mm-hmm. but also kind of like slightly feminine in moments. And 
Also, he's a bit of a fascist, which is another thing. But, you know, (laughs) that happens. Yeah. I mean, there's not like it's not like there's direct parallels to the Nazis or at any oh point no or no no. Like that. no we would never see hyenas marching in formation would we no 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 but God Scar is like so conniving and we used to fight Nazis in this country so now <laughs> sorry we there are Nazis just Continue. all throughout this country anyway um yeah he's just like so well spoken. He's constantly throwing in digs at his mm-hmm. underlings. And because it's like so above them, they don't even process it. They're just like, yeah, whatever. We're dumb. And where does it lead him? Do we have good results? No, we don't. But the song is a banger. And you can't say the dude doesn't have charisma because Jesus Christ. He and does. that word choice? Be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Prepare for the coup of the century. Yeah, that there's was so good. many like good nugget lines. I know it sounds sordid, but you'll be but you'll rewarded. be rewarded. We used what? to use words like sordid in now, a song. Kids didn't know what the fuck. Now that we have meant. that fucking song from <laughs> Wish or whatever the hell yeah, that yeah, movie yeah. is. This is the thanks I get. The, now we now we have songs that just flat out like spell everything out for you. Yeah, Just there's no like, nuance. Yeah, at it's like, all. It's like put put in juicy words like sorted. Be Mariah yeah. Carey and put in like inevitably in your songs mm-hmm. and let people figure it out. Let people yeah. grow into the music instead of just being like, let me just use uh, CVC words, just mm-hmm. like single syllable words and all my shit. It's like throw yeah. throw four, five, six syllables in there and let people play with the rhythm, play mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, yes. be prepared. It's just. It's so good. And I again, love the visual. Like oh, the steam. Like the green. Fucking yeah, iconic. The green and like the purple, right? When he's doing his, his little his little <laughs> yeah. walk towards his the strut. camera with a... It's like that lion might be into men. And I was like, yes, I'm into this lion. So what does that say about me? I don't know. It's a good energy. It's slightly sexy. I don't know. I really enjoy it. And Scar's kind of hot. Is he a good leader? No. He's a bad boy. He's terrible. No. Very bad leader. (laughs) Someone said worst. But effective. He Mm -hmm. gets what he wants, right? Which was to be king. Until he didn't. Yeah. Until he did a bad job. For me, me, something that's a a theme, a meme, a running constant in my life is the (laughs) running song. Just on replay in your head. You know, in the film when uh, Simba gets the news and he's going to return, they play a little song. I think it's called King of Pride Rock, or at least that's what they called it, like in the in the Broadway thing. Sure. Or like their final thing, because it plays the... Anyways, it's the part where he's running across the fucking deserts. Mm-hmm. And all the plays is like... I, that yeah. literally runs through my head so many times a day, a week, a month, <laughs> a year. Like, I constantly I mean, do it's just... it's very motivating. <laughs> and I just picture Simba. I mean, just it's, a similar, <laughs> it's a similar energy to me as, like, the Rocky theme. Yeah. Like, it gets you fucking going. going. Like there's some motivation here. We're gonna get to the run. thing done. I yeah, need to I just gotta move run. My legs. <laughs> For some reason, I feel like I need to run in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just so. There's a lot of why. slow motion it's in like this movie. Funny to me and serious. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. 
I just love it. And I love the idea. I mean, he's a lion. How else is he going to get there? A fucking airplane? But I love that he just ran there. <laughs> also, hey, like, no, no. How far it's away a, was he? In my mind, it's at least like a week. You know? Wow, that's a really long like my time. My says, <laughs> Okay, well, he would have had to stop. Take a little sip. Like plankton. Yeah. And then go. Yeah, the other song that I wrote down. I didn't write down I Just Can't Wait to Be King, but we can talk about it if you'd like. But the last song I wrote down was uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Because Elton John, again in the remake, we get Donald Glover and Beyonce. Beyonce! Singing it. And it's just a beautiful song. Last part here, and then I'll let you take it away, Mm -hmm. is obviously we love it. Everyone loves it. Timon and Pumbaa's little interjections into it. I can see what's happening. What? And they don't have a clue. Oh, they'll fall in love. And here's the bottom line. Our trio's down to two. Oh, it's so fuck. Also, why is Timbone from fucking New York? <laughs> why are so many? Why is Joey Wheeler from New York? Because Joey Wheeler's a cool fucking dude. That's exactly the same answer for Timon. I guess that's true. Yeah, I love just random as long as they're not problematic. Mm-hmm. I love integration of just fucking random ass accents oh who doesn't it's like uh in the mandalorian where yeah. bill burr shows up why does he have a boston accent <laughs> we're in fucking space is do he you... from space boston <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that yes i do on wikipedia someone changed his characters like uh where they're from to space boston <laughs> <laughs> i was just saying that as a joke no it was I... like i, oh I don't know God. if it's still there but like that was someone did that and it's hilarious but mm-hmm. yeah random accents why mm-hmm. does he speak like that why is zazu british it's i mean that flavor. one kind of makes sense is that john oliver I can't, every time <laughs> every time i bring up zazu you it's, have to say it's not that. even the original voice i no, don't know the not. original voice but i know zazu is john oliver in the remake mm-hmm. and he was born for that role he is the most bird looking man now see here let every creature go for broke and sing. What do you think about Just Can't Wait to Be King? Oh, I just can't wait to be king. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Because it's just like. Super fun. It's just childhood imagination on steroids. It's a real big bit of fun before they let you down with the the big yeah, sad yet the again. Whole, the whole like on the dad. Until they remind thing. you what happens out here in the savannah. Yeah. <laughs> These these hills raised me. <laughs> Not my dad, because he wasn't there. Oh. He was until I killed him. Oh, my goodness. I really don't. Okay, I know it wasn't our original plan, Uh-oh. but is this pretty close to the original plot of Hamlet? Oh, I mean, I'm not like... Major, I don't like I don't know Hamlet. a lot uh, about Hamlet. Here, here's the thing about this. Uh Buddy did a little light research for us here. So Thank you, Buddy. I know that it was uh inspired by pieces of Hamlet, but it was also inspired by like another thing hmm. and another thing. And I know I'm giving you great answers here. I you know, maybe Buddy didn't do research but what after a, all. Well, Buddy did the research, I just skimmed it. Um, oh, way to go. The point I'm trying to make here is that it's not like full hamlet you know yeah, it's not like a full because he doesn't then, go crazy because that's like yeah, part of hamlet, in hamlet like, he like loses 
or his like wife kills someone and he has to like leave to like cover it up and like it's messy wait no i'm thinking of macbeth what the yeah fuck you're thinking of macbeth no yeah but yeah and hamlet his uh his, his uncle, uncle kills his sh- father kills his father marries his mother yeah um he has to go away because he's in danger of getting killed he sees his father's ghost they they just got like the major story beats but didn't mm-hmm. do like the whole i'm going crazy am i actually seeing my ghost or my and then then they were like yeah you are actually seeing it because rafiki mm-hmm. saw it and yeah it's mm-hmm. real it's real also you're a cat now why'd <laughs> they go with lions because hamlet you would think pigs sure <laughs> <laughs> fantastic move that would be that would be wild <laughs> Laugh at my joke, damn it. It's funny. <laughs> oh, that's fake as hell. It's fine. Anyway, okay. can we all talk right. about some iconic lines from the yeah. movie? You mean lines that we say all the time? Nonstop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them, Rafiki. And we're going to do the accent because it's a direct <laughs> quote. And I'm going to choose to not see accent. it as problematic. Because I mean, yeah, why is it? You I, really think it's problematic? So. I think anytime I, as a white woman, say anything in an accent that not, is not traditionally white spoken, mm-hmm. it's a little bit problematic. So yeah. All right, you're correct. Correction. <laughs> I know your father. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. He's uh, like, damn. Because he's like kind of like a Confucius kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. like the way he talks and kind of like riddles and um metaphors and things like that but he's also kind of a jerk yeah. he's just like trolling all the yeah. time but i mean i think he's also you know it's all good spirited but it also serves the idea that like just because he's dead doesn't mean that he's still not here you know i still know who your father is don't get I me crying know, i still know mufasa He's not gone, right? I'm that Vince McMahon <laughs> meme right now. <laughs> Can't do it. Uh-uh. Cut. Cut it. Cut it. Yeah. And, and along that, the same thing with like, oh, yes, the past getting hooked. And, you know, he like hits him, bonks him on the head. Yeah. And he's in the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn or from it. Or learn from it. Which is a so great good. quick lesson. Again, we're, su- we're succinct. We're, we're being paid by the word. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean, we're not being paid by the word. We're being paid to have less words. Mm. Minimum word count. Mm-hmm. Minimum word count. The The whole part's great, and we're going to come back to it here in a second, because there's more to talk about there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, Timon and Pumbaa have so many great one-liners. She's got to eat me! <laughs> and he looks wild. Pumbaa's just... You know, I you can't blame him because God, when was the last time he saw a wild lion? Mm-hmm. A long, long time ago. They're talking about the stars. They're all sharing. Timon's like, "Oh, they're fireflies." Mm-hmm. Pumbaa's like, "Oh, I thought they were all just like big balls of gas, millions of miles away." Pumbaa, with you, everything is gas. <laughs> That's great stuff. Oh my God! Fucking yeah. luau, which apparently, Luau-ah! yeah, they changed it to be more PC. Yeah. In um, the Broadway production, I was a little was sad. I was a little yeah, sad. I was about. a little bumped. I was but excited hey. for the Luau thing just because it's so funny. 
Timon looked really good in that little flapper dress, though. <laughs> uh-huh. Did look good. What but... great Timon and Pumbaa lines? I mean, everything in Can You Feel the Love Tonight, mm-hmm. the whole like stood down wind thing in Hakuna Matata. Mm-hmm. I like it when Pumbaa's facing off with the um, hyenas. He's uh-huh. like, you talking to me? He does like, the <laughs> yeah. star face thing. Yeah. Talking to me? They call me Mr. Pig. Mm-hmm. Ah! Great stuff. You love, love Zazu. So. Zazu is the king. Forget yeah. Simba. Forget oh, Mufasa. Wow. Zazu. Mm. I'm a Zazu stan. <laughs> Why? Because he's fucking stick in the mud. Uh-huh. And he doesn't break the rules. And they call him Mr. Banana Beak. And that is hilarious. They call him Mr. Banana Beak? Yeah. That's, that? that's what Simba and Nala call him. Really? Yeah. He's, they, they're like, Shut it, Banana Beak. He's like, that's Mr. Banana Beak to you. <laughs> I'm John Oliver. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they do it right before they do uh, Just Can't Wait to Be King. What's the line? Lions don't need advice from little hornbills. You want me to sing it? Yeah, go ahead. Kings don't need advice from little hornbills for a star. What a great, what a great line. That's what Nala says. Yeah. Uh-huh. If this is where the monarchy is headed, <laughs> count me out. Out of service, out of Africa, I wouldn't hang about. That's so this good. This child is getting wildly out of wing. <laughs> I just can't wait to be king. Fantastic. Zazu is hilarious. He's very snarky. He's very British. Uh... <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> oh, boy. He speaks his mind. If I'm talking about the Broadway thing. See, this is where I, you know, the the movie is tight. It's a tight oh, movie. Yeah. But other adaptations have uh, filled in things a little bit more with a couple mm-hmm. lines. Talk about the Broadway musical. And uh, they're obviously taking this because they're going to make a Mufasa prequel in live action. I know. Put your booze and your uh, all that stuff here. Uh... But uh, I do think it's at least a little interesting because in the Broadway uh, musical they have a little scene where uh after Mufasa talks to Simba and they do their whole like you know we're always going to be pals and all that you deliberately jump, disobeyed me jump cut to Mufasa dying but Oof. after that they have a little scene where Zazu's talking to Mufasa and he's like oh well I remember there was another little cub who was like super energetic and got into trouble and all that and he turned out to be a pretty Pretty, you know, big guy, good guy, and all that. Obviously, mm-hmm. alluding to the fact that Zazu knew Mufasa as a cub, which how I think the, is beautiful. How old as hell is Zazu? Right, but it's also just it's so fun. It's almost like an Alfred Bruce yes, Wayne type absolutely. thing to where like he Zazu remembers uh, Mufasa as a kid, and mm-hmm. I think that's lifelong friendships are always so beautiful. Yeah, you know, because it's just <laughs> he he knows Mufasa, and he's like, come on. I know you're a dad, but come on. We mm-hmm. we both know what you were like. And mm-hmm. I think just little scenes like that are fun to get in other adaptations where we yeah. get a little bit more characterization, a little bit more of the past. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you already knew that Zazu and Mufasa were close, but little things like that just help flesh it out a little mm-hmm. bit more. But as we just talked about Mufasa dying, I mean, it's probably the most iconic scene in yeah. the Lion King. Oh, yeah. Is... I mean, that and when Rafiki lifts up Simba. 
to oh, the yeah, sky. Yeah, but yeah, other yeah, than yeah. That, you're right, yeah. But uh, obviously Mufasa dies. What? Here's, no. here's, a, here's a fun fact. You mean was murdered? <laughs> I mean, he still dies. Regardless, mm-hmm. I didn't say how he died. I just said that True. he died. But uh, here's a fun fact. There was a YouTube edit. I'm sure it still exists. It was like Lion King in like five seconds or whatever. You remember oh those like scenes? Yeah. Those like little YouTube. For for like an afternoon, me and one of my buds uh, after like high school were just like in my loft watching a bunch of like YouTube videos, a bunch of YouTube memes, very early stuff. And the Lion King in five seconds was just Simba asking Mufasa, hey, we're going to be together forever, right? And then Mufasa says, yeah, and it just cuts, hard cut to Mufasa falling. And we thought it was like the funniest. It was one of the funniest things ever. Yeah, because it went to that. Simba going, no, and then Hakuna Matata. (laughs) (laughs) And that was just it. Five seconds. Wow. It's a very funny thing. But anyways, the line, Scar, long live the king tosses his own brother mufasa falls to his death do you think he do you think he died on impact or he got trampled a little bit I of think, both yeah a little bit of both i think he probably like broke his back oh don't and say then that. he got his neck stomped on damn i got mufasa yeah. he went out hard yeah it's rough it's rough. It's sad. The bad I, way to go. I remember, Very bad way to go. I don't think I cried when I was a kid. Oh, I but did. I, I remember being sad. It's it's obviously very sad. And, you know, uh, I don't know. Again, with the Broadway musical, I like that they showed the scene after of everyone grieving because we didn't really get to see that. No. You... In the uh, original thing. It's true. Yeah. Super sad. Very sad. The whole scar again. Iconic line. Run away. Never return. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get that same essentially the same thing from uh, hercules yep. well hercules would later do it yeah so i guess hercules is copying this and scar was a coat in hercules so fun fact he was yeah or he was pelt. on hercules yeah he was a pelt on hercules head any other iconic and he, lines? And he became a throw rug oh look at that that's funny because that's <laughs> what zazu said that zazu. should do with him so that way, every time he gets a little dirty, you can take him out and beat him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, what? Well, looks like Hercules uh, fulfilled Zazu's promise. He did. I was just going to say, do you have any other iconic things, any other iconic lines you want to say before we move on to uh, another super iconic scene that has to be talked about? I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts, <laughs> deedly dee. What is that even from? I have no idea, but I love it. I love when Zazu sings it. It's very it's funny. It's funny when he's like, he's I wonder, singing, I wonder if it's it a is small a world after all. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah, that's what they do in the movie. In the Broadway the production this time, they sang Let It Go, which is mm-hmm. way more repulsive to me as a person. So, yeah. I hate. I've got a Frozen. lovely bunch of coconuts, was a song by Merv Griffin. Huh. That sounds like an old man. Came out in 1944. Yep, there it is. Wow. What are the lyrics? Well, I can tell you that the song celebrates the coconut shy, which is a coconut toss at fun fairs. Hmm. And the chorus of roll a bowl a ball a penny a pitch is based on the call of the showman standing underneath the flare of gaslight inviting the public to play. Hmm. The ball is tossed or bowled as in cricket or pitched at the coconuts with the object of knocking one off its stand. 
so, so, so like I guess it's like a game. Yeah, and I guess it's like a funny thing for them at the time to reference something like 50 years ago. I'm sure yes. some old guy at Disney was like, haha, that's hilarious. Was Disney still alive? I don't think he was. No. No, he was dead. When did he die? I don't know. Anyways. I mean, he's frozen. He's... Did you know that they created Frozen? Because I'm kidding. Oh my god, (laughs) not one of those conspiracies. I don't need that, but let's move on to... uh... Do we want to get emotional now? Yeah, I mean, we always do. It's part of the show-dependent thing. Show-dependent formula is have fun, laugh, cry, and then bring it right around. Mm -hmm. The, I don't know, most bittersweet scene in the film another iconic scene in a uh movie full of iconic scenes is the remember who you are scene Mm -hmm. beautiful bittersweet dad and son moments we'll talk about they kind of reference it in black panther a little bit yeah oh oh another very uh... sad cat driven (laughs) father son cat driven father movies just put that like on a letterbox group <laughs> or something. Um, it's fun because we get Rafiki correction. I know Yofada, all that stuff. And at mm-hmm. the beginning, uh, we get it's a line that's been stuck in my head where Simba's like, You said you were always going to be there for me, <laughs> but, but you're, you're not. not. Just the way he says it in this massive so bratty. Yeah, but it's also like sad. Yeah, it is. Look sad. into the thing, look again. And your reflection shouts out to Troy Bolton. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, just, it's such a beautiful scene to see Simba see his father in his reflection. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the clouds open up. Mufasa shows up and iconic. Remember who you are. Is that wow. Darth Vader? Yes. <laughs> what? Wow. Did it sound good? That was very deep. Remember, yeah. Simba, you have forgotten me. No, and therefore you have forgotten yourself. You have forgotten me, and therefore you have forgotten yourself. He says, like, you're more than you're meant to be right now. You must take your place in the circle of life. Mm-hmm. It's just like, is this fate? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, huh. What does the scene make you feel? How do you feel with this? Sad. Makes me feel sad. Just sad? No, but it's also like, I don't know, because it's like the bratty side of me is like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do it because you told me to do it. Now I don't want to do it anymore. Okay. But it's also just like, I don't know. I've never felt like I've had to really fulfill a a higher duty (laughs) or like power or whatever. Sure. But it's always nice to be able to see like people like shake people out of a funk they're in. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. very motivational. It's the wake and up it's, call. Yeah, and it's also sad because it's like Simba. I told you I'd be watching, mm-hmm. and I've been watching, and I'm not happy with what I see. Right. And I think anybody who cares about their parents is at least on some level afraid of disappointing them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, even in death, I'm disappointing my father. Like, no, this is awful. I mean, yeah, the disappointment in that. In, in but that also term. the potential. To and like... also, yeah, not living up to your potential. Same mm-hmm. thing. Just sadness of like losing a parent, losing mm-hmm. a loved one. And he's like, you know, you said you were always going to be there for me. And at the end, he's like, father, please don't leave. You know, all that stuff, mm-hmm. which is super sad. 
I think something that broke me in the live action remake. Yeah. That again, I think was just a great little, it's like one line that they added. Well, they added like two lines to make this line make sense. But when they uh, do this scene, they still say the same iconic lines, but they add in a line where Mufasa is like, it's already hurting me. Oh no. Oh no. It's a show dependent formula, baby. Make him cry. But it's just, <laughs> it's just so beautiful. It's an easy way to make me cry. Is when parents acknowledge how they, you know, feel and express their love mm-hmm. through uh, even, you know, after death. Mm-hmm. But in the remake, they have Mufasa add a line where he says, like, essentially, when he was alive, the thing that made him most proud was to be Simba's father. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, oh, I remember, hear, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember hearing it the one time well we watched it in theaters when we saw yeah. it and i just sat in that movie theater chair and i was like fuck yeah <laughs> just felt the tears just roll out of my eyes yeah. like oh because that's always again that's nice. a cheap thing Everybody but it's nice because that. and it's like he's the king he had all these responsibilities but this is the this is what was most important to him mm-hmm. i just think those little lines that adds a little bit of more bittersweetness but still the call to action still Mm -hmm. simba you know you're my son i love you you need to sort of live up to who you were or who you are live up to your name just because i'm i'm gone doesn't mean that i'm gone right nice yeah gotcha he's still up there in the stars the old kings yeah who told you that (sighs) oh Do we want to talk about He Lives in You now? Oh, yeah. I mean, we may as well. It's the perfect time. Because it's from... And another thing. And and that's... I mean, you can explain it more. Uh, yeah. But that's a definite, like, beautiful thing. I think that song is beautiful. Makes me cry. It's great. And it's wild that it's not from this. Because it's originally from Lion King 2. I believe so. Right? And then was later brought into the Broadway play musical, which, you know, sort of retcons it into the original story. Mm -hmm. He Lives in You is a beautiful song that essentially just reiterates the fact that uh, Mufasa is still here. Yes. It's the line that everyone says of that, you know, just because someone's physically gone doesn't mean that they're emotionally, Mm -hmm. spiritually gone. Or spiritually gone, yeah. And I just like, you know, because there's so many different ways to read that. Mm-hmm. Just depending on like what your perspective is. Like there is like the literal genetic version of mm-hmm. like your your parents being a part of you. The bloodline is still alive. Yeah, genetically, your parents do live in you and you mm-hmm. live through them. Mm-hmm. And then we also have like the emotional, like, the things that your parents taught you are ingrained into you. And mm-hmm. then you put that into the world. And mm-hmm. then you have the spiritual side of things where, you know, the soul of your father is omnipresent and with you always. And then you take it up even higher <laughs> into reading it from the God sense. Sure. 
So like, obviously people can draw that parallel if they want, mm-hmm. which is very uplifting. Like God's if- lion. And that's true. Like <laughs> Aslan. <laughs> um, that too. Ride um, me. Ride me. <laughs> <laughs> is that Liam Neeson? Yeah, it is. And he told me to ride him. Um, Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, Liam. But, you know, obviously like the God sense is like very beautiful, but you can yeah. also interpret that as like nature living mm. in you. We're all made of stardust, people. We all are. Because you didn't get the fucking memo. And when we die, the deer eat the grass. Mm -hmm. And so we take our place in the circle circle of life. life. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, the song's beautiful. It's great. It's And it's very very few words. Yeah. Very few words. He lives in you. He lives in me. He watches over everything we see into the water, into the truth, in your reflection. He lives in you. Oh, so good. Oh, my and, you know, God. And I'm, it's so good. And I'm going to make a guess here because I've yeah. never seen The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming that they play that song at the end. To be honest, is... it has been so long since I've sin- seen the film. Uh-huh. It's hard for me to pinpoint exactly when okay. they play it. In, but I know my... it's more targeted towards Kiara. Mm, oh, Ah, that's also nice mm-hmm. and sweet. But yeah. The the reason I'm saying that is because I picture them, they just wrapped everything up, and then like Mufasa is still here. Yeah. You know, he lives in you, telling Simba, and I guess telling uh Simba's daughter that Mufasa is still here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is beautiful as well. And I think mm-hmm. that, and I mean, what a great fucking like bookend to that is just like, oh, he lives in you, and. I- and that <laughs> moment in the song where they is oh. it the key change? Yeah, is it a key change where they? I can't remember just, if it's key they change. They just bring it up. Yeah, they just like amp it up. It's oh my so god, good. it's just beautifully composed. Escalofrios, <laughs> escalofrios. I'm floating. Escalo. I am floating. Escalofrios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rough. Just yeah. oh. Overall, a great scene. Just and I didn't cry during the better. production because I had already gotten all my cry. My tears were gone. Uh-huh. Because I had already dumped them all in the first like forty five <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But he lives in you is so beautiful, and I love how much of it is in a different language because mm-hmm. it's like you don't even need to know what they're saying. No. You just, you just feel, feel it, it mm-hmm. and it's truth, and you know it's exactly what needs to be said, and mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah. I love it. And they use it in the perfect spot. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, what else is there to say? You know, this movie is a story that's not complex, but it no. builds extremely well. It's good versus evil. A son taking his place on the uh-huh. throne. Uh-huh. And I mean, we could just naturally wrap it up at the yeah. end of the circle. Everything at the Battle of Pride Rock is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Simba returns dramatic. Scar, oh no, but wait, who killed Mufasa? And Simba, you know, I did. did. It's not true. Tell me it's not true. The way that Sarabi says it. (laughs) She has a very deep voice. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know, but she seems like so dead. It's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me it's not true. Immediately just back to back with, I killed Mufasa. Murderer! <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Broderick's voice. 
Yeah, it's so like fucking in your brain. Uh-huh. You can't not hear it. The unneeded slow-mo when they're like just attacking each I other. I love it when he's like, of course, whatever you say, your majesty. And he throws oh! the embers in his eyes. <laughs> ah! And then they go into the... Ah! And it's like, why is this going at like 10 frames per second? What are we I getting out of this? But it also is necessary. Drama. Drama. <laughs> it's good stuff. We're building tension. Sim- Simba wins just by using his own momentum against him. And Scar, where does his death rank on the deaths of the Disney villains? Because his is pretty It's hard. really fucking intense. It's a pretty hard death because it's not an instant death. No. And it's also, I, I'm sure you've been aware and, or, you know. Uh-oh. It's a, like. I would say like 90% of Disney villains fall to their death. Yeah, yeah. But he falls yeah, yeah. and does not die. Nope, that's what I'm saying. His death he is not He falls instant. and then is eaten alive. Uh-huh. Literally. Torn apart by the hyenas who he turned his back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Because I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking other people, like you said, a lot of falls, Gaston. Mother Gothel turns to dust before she even hits yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah. So that's honestly not bad. Count Frollo falls into Ursula fire. Ursula gets impaled. That's pretty rough. Yeah, that's rough. Clayton gets hanged. So that's that's pretty, somewhat instant. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. his neck snapped. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not a lot of them eaten alive. Like no. he, was, he was conscious. He was feeling those bites. He was feeling getting yeah. ripped apart for at least rough, a little bit of rough, that. Rough, rough, rough. Scar gets a real hard one. Yeah. Who's another Disney villain? Um, who are those classics? Cruella de Vil doesn't, doesn't that, die. Doesn't that dragon get like stabbed? Oh, or... Maleficent. Yeah, she. Yeah, she gets stabbed. There's yeah. either stab, you stab, or you fall. Yeah. Those are like the two Disney options. No Glocks. No Glocks in the Disney <laughs> universe. <laughs> no, no one pulls out the hammer. Simba said, "I'm gonna let the chopper sing real yeah. quick." <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> the Lion King with guns. I make that gun go. Uh-huh. My gun go. It's a very nervous. My gun go. The bullets just were running out. Ah, ah, ah. Perfect. And Let's bring oh, and it back. by the way, oh. Mufasa is not a villain, but he did fall to his death. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of falling. Yeah. Ah, I mean, some could call him a, a, you know, he could be a villain just from the very fact that he is a monarch. But you know, whatever. Yeah, down with monarchs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's go back, let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> let's bring this thing full circle. Beautiful Pride Rock. That music. <laughs> When, you know, the rain comes down and Simba's ascending and that music. Oh, that was so so good in the musical. You know? (laughs) I can't go that high. It's fantastic. The rain comes down in Africa. We're not doing werewolves. Are they in Africa? Yes, honey. I hear the drums echoing to... Anyways, I see the rain. The song is called Africa. No, I'm talking about in uh, Lion King. Yeah, they're in Africa. 
Okay, just checking. Make sure I'm not. I mean, that makes you know what I'm overthinking things. You really are. But the rains come down. They bring back the grass. They bring back the herds. Everything is back, and we come back to it's a circle. The way that this crescendos, Uh, the way that this all, because we get the everything's you know we get the running song again. Someone's in the background, like yelling, just yelling down the hall. hall. It sounded like, "Hey, your bandit's here!" (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, there is so much like ad libbing. Everyone was moving, and then we just heard voices, and then these dudes like step out from behind the curtain, just it's just out of nowhere everyone on the path unwinding it's just building you've been here before but it's mm-hmm. different this time mm-hmm. and then a circle the circle of light and then they do it again circle, circle of, of light. Light. and it's just title card again and I thought I had died and gone to heaven. Mm-hmm. I mustn't, you know, out you know, of body. Victor Frankenstein. Yeah. He shocked mm-hmm. me back to life yeah. in the body of another. And before that existential crisis mm-hmm. could have taken over, this is in my hands. These yeah. aren't my fucking limbs. I once again ascended. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Mufasa so greeted me at the gates. Aww. And brought brought me into heaven. An animated lion brought mm-hmm. you to heaven. Yep. Wow. Him and Aslan just hanging out. I thought there'd be more people. Actually, I thought there'd be people here. No, it's just lions. <laughs> two animated lions. What the hell is going on? Yeah, it is an insane way to cap it. Because we end the Woo-hoo! way we started, got- but we're different now. Yeah, We've gone got- through the journey. It's almost like the hero's journey or something. <sighs> almost. Almost. Some like poet or guy should write a story like this. Mm-hmm. It's the Lion King, but with humans. Hmm. I don't Hamlet. think I would buy it. My goodness. Shall we DTR? Yeah, let's DTR. Oh my god, it's beautiful. It's lovely. It's everything. It's everything. Um, it's giving. It's just giving. It's giving season. It's giving. It's giving season. season. <laughs> um, this movie is fucking fantastic. So <laughs> oh my god, I don't know why that's so funny to me. All of a sudden, it's just the way that humans have changed and the things that we say. Oh my god, it's We're giving so fucking dumb. <laughs> Oh man, beautiful! Don't stop, baby! Don't stop! Just <laughs> Enrique Iglesias. Oh my God! Anyway, ah, oh. ooh, um, this movie is fantastic. The music is more fantastic. We didn't talk about Kovu, but that's because I got no, I got put for... in horny jail, so it's fine. <laughs> that's for another um, episode. He's not in this. I know, but he's we tangentially. Cover, we cover that at some point. That'd be fun. But God, this movie's so good, so iconic, such a part of like who I am as a person and who uh-huh. you are as a person. I feel like our whole generation Honestly, is yeah. as people. Mm-hmm. Like it's just these are like the cornerstones on which our personalities were built. Mm-hmm. Is like Disney films, early internet memes, and like just 
some just a few other things that just very much define Mm -hmm. who we are as people and this film is definitely one of those so Mm -hmm. 100 percent show dependent on this i fucking love the music makes me cry i love anything that makes me cry pretty much (laughs) unless it's mean and scary but as long as it's sweet and Uh sad i'm good with that flavor of crying but yes 100% 100% yes. show dependent. I love it just as much now as I did then. And uh, probably even more so now because I can kind of understand on a deeper level, like the nuance and implications of the actions of all the characters mm-hmm. and the growth that they go through. And I have literature to compare it to in my life. I'm like, oh yeah, this is very similar to X, Y, or Z. So mm-hmm. yes, I am pro Lion King. <laughs> pro Lion King. And I as well. I'm pro Lion King. No, really? You? For me, start us off. I asked the question, does this stand the test of time? Is this still my favorite animated movie of all time? And, you know, it'd be hard. It, it's a hard question to answer. Um, it's hard yeah. for me to pick. Def- definitely your favorite two. Definitive D-Animation. number one, you know, number ones. But I'd say it's easily still top three. Mm-hmm. The Lion King is just on a whole nother level within the Disney catalog. And there's things that come close. Love mm-hmm. Hercules oh. so much. We're going to have to get to it because that is special to me. Mm-hmm. Huge fan of like Princess and the Frog with the more modern thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lion King is just a cut above. As you were saying... I truly think that this is something, those Disney films for our generation, it's just something that we all liked. Mm-hmm. You know, whether whether you claim to not like animated movies or whether you claim to not like musicals or anything, I feel like everyone loves The Lion King. It's just oh, something yeah. that, you know, and it's something that we as the older generation with the remakes coming out get to be like, yeah, you know, this is pretty good, but you got to see the original. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where it's at. I mean, we we just spent an hour talking about the little moments, the little lines that we say all the time, randomly. Oh yeah. I want uh, again. I'm gonna use the term. What is it? Apropos. Sure. Of nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I will randomly just <laughs> just out of nowhere. We'll say God action. I know, know your father. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts, this and that. We just say these things in our Mm -hmm. everyday life. And it's from this movie. So how could we not be? How could I not be 100% show dependent on this? This is something that I love. I loved it as a kid. I love it as an adult. As you said, probably even more because I understand more now. I get what's going on. I can really emotionally deep dive into the implications of losing your father in a tragic way of being able to see your father one last time to hear his voice to talk to him to become the person you were meant to be to not give up to be brave like all these little things we can understand scar better of why he would want to do this and what would drive a person to kill his brother like just all these things Mm -hmm. we understand better as adults the movie only gets better with time it only ages better as we've seen with the live action remakes Mm -hmm. you just can't really touch animation 2d animation a beautifully Mm -hmm. crafted drawn film is going to stand the test of time 
so much better than like 3D realistic things. Yeah. Stylization is something that I think is coming back. We're going to yes. see it more and more. We're definitely seeing it a lot in uh, video games, which is nice. People stepping away from trying to be super realistic and trying to just do great, like stylized, artistic things. And I think hopefully it's coming back with movies like Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. Puss in Boots, where we're stepping away from realism. We're becoming a... Uh... And we're having fun. Yeah, and we're having fun. But you get what I'm trying to say? I'll, yeah. I'll stop ranting because I could go on for another hour. Please don't. I love Lion King. Amazing. Gonna love it until my last days. Uh, so, yeah. Let's get on to the farewell here and say, hey, thank you so much for... Uh... It's like, hi. Hi. Like the squeakiest. Hi. Fine, say you do hair. it. Fine, you do it. Hey. <laughs> hey thanks everyone for being out there for listening for enjoying hopefully this episode that we just did on the lion king if you like what you heard if you love the lion king maybe drop us a line maybe contact us on one of these socials uh that we'll talk about in a second but before that you should click follow download spread the word tell your pride tell your hyenas your group of scorned hyenas tell your vaguely outcasted scar looking pride alluding to lion king 2 simba's pride i i don't know where else to go with this other than Perfect. like there's lions that Nailing look it. like scar in it i know mm-hmm. that much so uh go. any group of people that you know that they can enjoy the show dependent podcast they can find us wherever they listen to podcasts it is at sho dependent pod again if you want to contact us let us know how much you love the lion king we're on Twitter still. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. It is uh, at Show Dependent Pod. Once again, that is at SHO Dependent Pod. Myself, Victor V. Sweet on Twitter, on Twitch, on TikTok. Uh, soon to be streaming on other platforms, hopefully. Right. See what happens there. And uh, Kayla, my love, where can you be found? Find me on, you know. Uh... I don't know. Where do you think Zazu sleeps? In a tree? Yeah. Or just like... I mean, he was in that cage. Yeah, but that's because Scar put him there. Do you think he had like a royal perch? Maybe. Probably, right? I know I'd want one. (laughs) Well, you can find me perched next to Zazu. (laughs) Or you can find me on Twitter at DJ Vivich. Nice. Next time. On the Show Dependent Podcast. It is going to be December. It is that time. Eddie's favorite time. It is the month of Christmas. <gasps> Christmas! And we figured this year for Christmas, maybe take a little break from uh, Christmas movies and talk about a Christmas gift. Aww. So on the next one, we're going to get real sentimental. I'm definitely going to cry in this next one. Oh, boy. I only alluded to crying in this one. But in the next one, go ahead and buy yourself and me a box of tissues. Because we are going to be talking about one of my best, probably my first great Christmas gift. Something I'll never forget. It's something that a lot of millennials, a lot of gamers out there experienced in the 90s as well. But we're going to be talking about the Nintendo 64. 
Woo! and how special and important a gift it was to me that day and uh, the implications of it for the rest of my life. There you go. So let's get let's get really into the Christmas spirit and the spirit of giving next Yay. time on the Show Dependent Podcast. Hooray! I'm only brave when I have to be. Being brave doesn't mean you go looking for trouble.